Hi, this is John Veely, and welcome to another episode of Voice of Immigration. I'm the CEO of Online Visas, and we are going to break down the uh, Trump ban on immigration that came down on June 22nd with a series of questions and answers. So stay tuned. Uh, this will not cover everything, but it goes into pretty uh, deep detail. And if you have any other questions, please leave them in our comments below or contact onlinevisas.com, set up a strategy session. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and turn on your notifications and we'll continue to keep you up to date with uh, breaking news. There's a number of things in this proclamation that uh, discuss possible regulations coming down from a number of agencies, so things are not done yet. We'll keep you up to uh, speed on that. We'll also do a number of videos on how to obtain the H-1B, H-2B, L-1, and J-1 visas, even after the ban. So uh, stay tuned. Here we go with our questions and answers regarding the Trump proclamation banning um, or suspending uh, numerous uh, non-immigrant visas on June 22nd. So, um, question. Does the H-1B, H-2B, L-1, and J-1 ban apply to extensions, amendments, and change of status after um, the proclamation? Well, the answer is no. Uh, these processes are still permitted. That means if somebody is in the United States and they want to change, amend, transfer the visa they have right now, the non-immigrant temporary work visa they have, or student visa, to another type of visa, they can still do that. Why is that? Well, the, the President of the United States uh, can only do things within his power, and under the Constitution, he's limited to the provisions of the Immigration and Naturalization Act, the INA. And in the INA, he has a couple of clauses in which he can deal with immigration outside of the United States. This is inside the United States, and it is questionable whether or not he can deal with non-immigrant visas inside the United States. So we may see some lawsuits on that, but right now, this proclamation deals with the entry of people into the United States. So those that are in here right now can still continue to change their status, extend their status, amend their status, all right? So that's some good news. Um, question, can I enter if I am out of the country, but my H-1B, H-2B, L-1, or J visa has been stamped into my passport after the Trump immigration ban? The answer is yes. If the visa has already been stamped in your passport, meaning you've gone to the consulate, you've processed it, and it's in there, then you can still enter the United States. Conversely, um, next question, um, if I'm outside the United States and either my H-1B, H-2B, L-1, or J-1B, B, J-1 visa is approved, but I have not yet gone into the consulate for stamping, can I still enter the United States after the Trump immigration ban? Well, the answer is no. That's exactly the people that are precluded. And this is very frustrating because many people could not get into the consulates because of the shutdown of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and, and there's some of those consulates, most of those consulates are still closed. So that's tough luck for those folks right now. Um, question, my... Um, can I change from an H-4 to an H-1B visa after the Trump immigration ban? Well, yes, uh, you can do that. And, and, and just as we said, any type of visa. So an H-4 is for a spouse of an H-1B visa. Can they then go out and get a job and, and transfer the, the H-1B? Yes, they can. However, um, the H-1B lottery has come and gone and uh, there are no H-1B visas available except for at universities right now. So 
that's a problem uh, in itself. Same question, can I change from a visitor visa to an H-1B, H-2B, L-1, or J-1 visa after the Trump immigration ban? Well, yes, you can. Um, and that then begs the question, can I enter the United States on a uh, visitor visa? And the answer is yes, you can. And if you enter on a visitor visa, then you could change your status to another visa. Now, you may have some problems entering the United States if they think that that's what you're going to do, but that is permissible under the law. So here's a big question. What are the visas I can still enter into the United States after the Trump immigration ban? ban? And I'm non-immigrant visas. Okay, so there's a laundry list of them, and I'm going to go through those. So business visitors, that's under the B-1. They can still enter. Domestic employees or nannies, um, but must be accompanied by a foreign national employer under that B-1 can do it. Uh, athletes, amateurs, and professionals competing for prize money only, B-1 visa can still do it. Tourism, vacation, and pleasure visitors under the B-2 can still enter. Medical treatment visitors under the B-2 can still enter. Athletes, artists, and entertainers under the P visa. So there's a P-1, uh, there's a P-1B, there's a P-3. Those athletes, artists, and entertainers can still come in. Uh, Australian professional workers, the E-3, that's just like the H-1B. For all practical purposes, but that was not um, singled out and excluded under this. So E3s can still enter the United States. If you have a border crossing card uh, from Mexico, the BCC, you can still enter the United States. Crew members serving aboard a sea vessel or aircraft within the U.S. under the D visa can still come in. Diplomats and foreign government officials under the A visa. Employees of a designated international organization in NATO, that's the G1 through G5, NATO visas can, can still come in. Um, certain uh, exchange uh, visitors under the J-1 or the exchange visitors under the J-1 can. Uh, professors and scholars under the J-1 can. Exchange visitors uh, under the Q can and under the J can. So some of the Js, and we'll go into that, can and some can't. Uh, so those are some that can. Fiancés under the K-1 can still enter. Foreign military personnel st uh, stationed in the U.S. under the A2 or NATO, 1 through 6, can still enter. Foreign nationals with extraordinary ability in science, arts, education, business, and athletics under the O1 can still enter. Information media representatives, uh, media and journalists under the I visa can enter. NAFTA professional workers from Mexico and Canada, that's the TN and the TD, can still enter. Um, nurses traveling to areas short of healthcare professionals, that's the H1C they can still come in. The H-1B cannot, the H-2B cannot, the H-2C can, and the H-2A can. Physicians under the J-1 um, can, and the H-1B physicians can if it's COVID-related. So those are physicians coming to work in hospitals and researchers, um, uh, I guess physicians if they're doing research um, uh, for COVID can. Religious workers under the R can enter. Uh, students, academic and language students under the F1, that includes the OPT F1, can still enter. Student dependents under the F2 can. Students under the vocational uh, designation of the M1 can still enter, and their dependents under the M2. Um, temporary seasonal workers for agriculture under the H2A can still enter. H2B can't. Um, training in a program not primarily for employment under the H3, they can still enter. That was not excluded. Treaty investors under the E-2 can still come in, and the, the treaty uh, uh, investor-dependent workers or essential employees can still come in under the E-2. Treaty traders under the E-1 can still come in. Transiting in the United States under the C-Visa can still come in. 
Victims of human trafficking under the T1 can still come in. And victims of criminal activity under the U1 can still come in. So those are all people, those are all still visas that are available to enter into the United States even after the Trump immigration ban of June 22nd over the non-immigrant visas, which included the H-1B, H-2B, J visa, and L visa. All right, next question. If I'm on an ESTA visa waiver, can I change or come into come in on an H-1B, H-2B, L-1, or J-1 visa after the Trump immigration ban? No, you can't. Uh, the uh, ESTA cannot be extended, uh, except for COVID-19 uh, COVID, um, situations and for a very, very limited period of time. But you cannot go from the ESTA to one of those visas anyway, and you can't leave on the ESTA and come back in under one of those visas. Does the Trump immigration ban impact the H-1B lottery for those selected for 2020? Well, it does. Um, for those that are outside the country right now and would want to, after they get their visa approved, come in to the United States on an H-1B. They cannot do it unless they're one of the exempted areas. There's a few areas that they can be exempted of. Doctors uh, dealing with uh, hospitals for COVID, uh, registered nurses uh, for COVID in hospitals, some national interest issues. Um, there, there's a couple of catch-alls in there. Uh, so contact us at onlinevisas.com strategy session if you want to talk about whether or not you think you're an exemption uh, for one of those uh, types of visas. Um from the lottery. Um, another question, my husband's on an H-1B. Can I enter on an H-4 after the Trump immigration ban? Um, no, uh, you can't, not if you're outside the country. Does the ban remove employment authorization from H-4 visa holders after the Trump immigration ban? Um, no, it did not impact that. We thought we would see the EAD be uh, taken away uh, from both OPT and uh, H-4. That did not happen in this ban, which goes to the next question. Does the ban preclude entry on an F-1 OPT after the Trump immigration ban? No, and it doesn't take it away, and it doesn't take away your ability to work on that OPT uh, EAD card. Can I still work on a, an OPT after the Trump immigration ban? Same question I just answered. Uh, yes, you can. Um, is, uh, does the Trump immigration ban ban marriages to U.S. citizens? Uh, no, it doesn't. The previous proclamation talked about green cards coming in the United States, and it specifically excluded... Uh, marriage-based green cards. Now, it did not exclude other family member-based green cards. Those are precluded right now under that, and that ban was extended um, under this one. Um, how long is the Trump immigration ban? Well, it's to, slated to expire on 12-31-2020. So the last day of the year 2020 is the last day of this ban. Um, Can I adjust status from a visa to a green card after the Trump immigration ban? Yes, you can. Um, the previous ban, which was extended with this one, was for a number of green cards. It excluded a few. The EB-2 National Interest Weber, you can still come in on that. The EB-5 Immigrant Visa, you can still come in on that. The EB-1 for Extraordinary Ability, Multinational Executives, Outstanding Researchers, that ban from entering the United States is still in place. The EB-2 and EB-3 uh, under the PERM, uh, that's labor certification process, still banned from coming in the United States. Um, but if you're in the United States, you can change or you can adjust your status. You can get that. You can still file for those visas. If you get those visas, you can still adjust your status. And a number of them you can file concurrently if you're from those countries that do not have long waiting lists under priority dates. So here's a uh, question. Um, 
what J-1 visa types cannot enter the U.S. after the Trump immigration ban. So not all of them were. Well, there's 15 types, okay? So the ones that cannot enter the United States under the J visa after the Trump immigration ban are intern, trainee, teacher, camp counselor, au pair, and the summer work travel program participants. Okay, so what J-1 visa types can still enter the United States after the Trump immigration ban? College and university students, government visitor, international visitor, physician, professor, research scholar, secondary school student, short-term scholar, and specialist. All of those J-1 programs are still available for entering the United States. And every J-1 is still available if you're in the United States and you change to it. All right, next question. What may be um, in the requested regulations, the Trump immigration ban um, asked of the U.S. agencies. So in this, the Trump, uh, President Trump asked the U.S. agency to come in and uh, re- uh, turn on other regulations. Now, why did he do that? Well, there's certain things he can't do. He talked about the, under the INA, he can only do certain things. And um, while there is some question whether he could have done any of this, and there will likely be lawsuits, definitely could could not have done some other things and probably to keep it from being thrown out immediately, he asked the agencies to come up with some regulations. So uh, these are um, these are some guesses, um, but they're not they're educated guesses, and they're based on um, uh, a lot of the the situation we saw and heard about going into this ban, things that were in there. So um, let me see what we got here. So we might see um, an increase in filing fees, right? That uh, usually has to come from re- regulation. We saw some ridiculous filing fee suggestions. Uh, prior to this. Uh, there was at time $100,000 in increased filing fees for H-1Bs and the others. Um, then we heard $20,000 coming into this in increased fees for each visa coming into this uh, proclamation. It, none of them were put in there, but the regulations that. So you might see some, some increased fees for these visas or visas across the board. We don't know. We do know that immigration is uh, grossly underfunded right now, probably purposefully, and this is a way to create a deterrent of filing visas and increase those fees to keep this agency up and going. Um, We may see an increase in prevailing wages for visas. This would be a Department of Labor indicator. And uh, you may see that uh, we thought we would see a shortening of visas for H-1Bs for those at level one. They left that all out. Uh, But we may see an increase in prevailing wages that will increase what uh, the minimum wage or prevailing wage is for an H-1B worker. They may add the prevailing wages into the L. We don't know that. Recruitment of U.S. workers as a mandate before hiring an H-1B visa holder. Don't know if that would go to the L. It doesn't make as much sense, but you might. Um, so in the, uh, what does that mean? So in the labor certification processes of the EB-2 and EB-3 green card, there's a very extensive recruitment process where you got to go see if there's any Americans willing or able to do that job. There is something, a protracted version of that in the H-2B already. Um, so it may put a requirement under the H-1B to do that. That would make some sense since this whole purpose behind this visa is to protect American jobs. And that is the language that the president used when asking these agencies to come up with new regulations. We may see fingerprints and pictures as a requirement for obtaining the visa. There was some discussion on that in this, uh, uh, in this proclamation. And you may see more restrictive standard for kim- criminal backgrounds. We saw something in there about a criminal, um, a crime, if you committed a crime. Uh, there has been a standard for crimes that are a barrier to entry into the United States right now, have been for years. Those are felonies, 
Those are misdemeanors with more than one year of penalty, including probation. Uh, there are multiple misdemeanors, and like three. And then there are uh, crimes of moral turpitude, which can be misdemeanors, but if they're fraudulent-based, then those can't do it. So look, that's a number of questions and answers that I have for today. Um, you may have more. Contact us uh, at onlinevisas.com and ask for a strategy session or uh, just uh, you know in the transcript there, ask your questions. We'll try to answer them. Uh, leave comments below in these videos, and we'll try to get that as well. Uh, I hope this helped. Um, I'm John Veely, CEO of Online Visas, and we're delivering dreams one visa at a time.